0: Everybody, we're the warmers. Welcome back to your bi weekly look at the world of Jews and sports. I am joined today by my co host, Gabe. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, good. Like a uh, schtitzel, I have returned. I've come <laughs> back.
1: Uh, Gabe uh, missed know, our last bit.
0: episode uh, out, out with, uh, with a baby, you know?
1: Yes. I had a, my, my wife uh, had a, I guess, a baby ectomy. And then uh, after that, we now have a child. Uh, yeah. So I haven't really slept in two weeks um he is quite he's doing quite well the circumcision is perfectly healed he is uh, he's doing great and now i'm sort of like i said running on fumes so i may not make sense tonight but i'm so glad to be back in this host chair for our uh bi-weekly look so uh, at the world of sports so shalom alechem, everybody and, yeah here uh, we are think
0: about it we, we started this podcast about two years ago you know you and i our producer michael we're all you know, babyless uh, uh, adult children, and and now we all have <laughs> children of our own. And uh, you know, before we know it, some yeah, would say no. it's time to put away our childish things, but we, we persist nonetheless. Um, Gabe, I, I, I so I know you've been uh, out of commission with the baby, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about, I guess, things that have gone on the last couple of weeks. When, I heard Julian when, when, Edelman retired. Yeah, Julian Edelman retired. That was our big podcast last time. Yeah, good for uh, him producer, old producer Alex helped, helped, uh, fill not, not totally fill your void, but, uh, he, he tried. My um, void is easily filled. Uh, and the other thing that we talked about on the podcast last time in depth was the, uh, first season of, uh, Israeli NBA, uh, rookie, uh, Denny Dia, who is now out for the year with a uh, torn MCL. I can't remember what I think, exactly. I think
1: it's a torn MCL. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a bad
0: injury. It's or or hairline, It could be a hairline, hairline, hairline fracture. fracture. You know, it's all bad ones in the leg. I mean, I guess it's like you hope he'll be back for the next year without too much delay, but it's, who knows? It's really sad that the,
1: you know, the NBA's primary Jewish player is out, you know, out for the year and we're left with that one. But on the other hand, his mother knows a really good doctor.
0: That's good. Um, Thank you. I- Thank you. We, we should, you know, we've profiled like owners and managers and stuff like that. And like things further afield from the playing, the playing service. I would like to do a profile on all the orthopedic surgeons in the NBA. And I, <laughs> I I'm going to, I would put money, uh, at least two thirds are Jewish. Uh,
1: you, but you don't hear, you hear about like your Dr. James Andrews, who's definitely not Jewish and he's, you know, sort of a baseball guy, but yeah, I bet, I bet we could find some good Jewish doctors. Uh, I remember the Toronto has a few sports medicine doctors who are definitely jewish and, and probably related to one or two of us that the leafs uh, that have, have worked on the leafs over the years
0: well in my in my day job um uh we occasionally get uh doctors to do opinions for us on on injured plaintiffs in lawsuits and uh the toronto raptors orthopedic surgeon is a doctor that we use often he writes excellent reports he um, jewish uh, I'm not sure actually I think he is but I'm not I'm not positive you know that all we might have to have him on sometime to talk about whether or not he's mission <laughs> like Kyle, Kyle Lowry's tibias um, so that that should be our, our next one so you know we wish Debbie uh, an easy recovery um, hopefully he's you know he's back for the beginning of next year or early next year everything's a little everything's sort of screwy with the NBA schedule this year doesn't it feel weird that like they're still like non-playoff basketball happening right now it, you, like. it,
1: especially with the olympics coming up like i know that oh, yeah. you know canada and the u.s both are looking to send teams of, of nba pros but the olympics is only in 90 days starts in Wait, 90 canada's, days canada's in the olympics for basketball they have to win the play-in tournament but they're the oh, highest ranked team right. in the play-in tournament right. and most of the canadian nba stars have pledged to go unfortunately right. none are jewish But uh, a number of them have have pledged to go. But it's take what we can get. Yeah, we'll take what we can get. But it's interesting because, you know, obviously Israel wasn't in the tournament, but they they would have lost their best player now, you know, with with a short time. And it feels like there's going to be no break between it. And then
0: the new season starts right away. Um, but I think it must, I think they're pushing, I think the whole idea is to push everything a little later to make the NBA season go on into the summer. I mean, I guess that makes it some sense because like you figure like, you know, hockey usually was like the lat, like usually wound up by the end of June. Right. And then. Yeah. Hockey
1: uh, and basketball usually end by the end of June.
0: Yeah. And then July and August was just baseball. And then going into the very, <laughs> very beginning of like preseason NFL, which no one really cares about, but now uh, there will be something more in July and August, I guess. Uh, so, That's great. And in-
1: another sad injury news uh Toronto's favorite Jewish athlete Zach Hyman um sort of he popped his knee but it's not any worse so they thought he could be out for the year but he's only going to
0: miss a week or two right that's so, great um, we also talked about him in some def- our, our last podcast so sorry if we're putting the uh, kibosh on anyone giving them a little bit of the the mench warmers The talking about, rub. talking about them too much uh but but if if that works then we should start talking about trump maybe um exactly
1: as long as we stay out of lance stroll we also there's a still global jewish superstar that we can all uh watch
0: in f1 because f1 injuries can be pretty gnarly so anything been uh my memories of of the first couple of weeks of of uh being a parent is like a lot of like staying up and trying not to move just like trying to uh, like listening to podcasts or, or reading something on my phone quietly while the baby slept on my chest. <laughs> That's I'm doing
1: exactly that. My wife and I sort of have an alternate sleep schedule. Right. Um, we each have well, our I'm... times with the baby and, and I do a lot of sitting, watching the baby sleep while also like with a baseball game on in the background, you know, uh, sit whispering words like Tatis and, um, kipness to, to my <laughs> child.
0: See that was you know the pandemic really robbed me of that because uh, our, our baby was born just more than a year ago and they canceled baseball a week <laughs> after she was born. They canceled all sports I'm a week so after sorry. she was born. Like my my uh, you know the baby sleeping on me while I watched baseball was just like reruns of the sopranos instead that was the best I could do. Of course. Uh, so yeah the, the baby but- was
1: born on master Sunday.
0: Yeah, um, I know. I still can't believe you didn't name the baby Hideki. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in you. We had a pact. We had a pact, <laughs> you know. or We not involved in the pact, unfortunately. But Burger.
1: If he won, maybe I would have named the baby Burger if Daniel Berger won the
0: Masters. Right. So uh, I guess that's like to catch up on, you know, our, our Jewish golfers that we follow, Max Homa and Daniel Berger. None of them have had tremendous success at the Masters. Um, but, you know, there's always next year and three more majors this year. Um, we'll see how they do. Um, anything, anything that's been piquing your interest? Anything that's been, been, uh, interesting you in terms of, uh, Jews and sports issues? Anything neat, going on? um,
1: neat email from, uh, uh, the, uh, the Jewish publication, the forward came into my, uh, inbox this morning. It was sort it of, was, hunting, it was
0: forwarded to you.
1: It was forwarded to me. Um, hey, uh, it was a, a very, very fascinating article, uh, about U S Senator John Ossoff's Decently high level ultimate frisbee career. Oh wow! What what level did he play at? Like just a high did, school like college club. Oh, cool. That's cool. Um, but you know, he's actually uh, the the article written by um, Talia Zacks, who will we'll probably have to speak to in some degree about this because I'm fascinated by the whole story. Is sort of all about how how politics, you know, the senatorial race. And other different, you know, other uh, bills, passage and, and elections sort of match the spirit of Ultimate Frisbee, where it's both very competitive, but also there's a lot of like ground rules of sportsmanship as well. There's a lot of individual skill involved, but, you know, it takes a whole team and everyone has to be working in, in tandem. Um, and it's sort of, you know, she, she likes to make the uh, uh, analysis that it's sort of great individual charisma propped uh-huh. up by a very sort of poignant graceful group um and uh interesting uh interestingly his wife uh, was the captain of the georgetown university women's team so wow. he and his wife were big, sort of ultimate players oh yeah so he he was on a, on a very good high school team played uh, club in college uh but his wife uh, was a really high level player. So it's sort of a fun Jewish story uh, for a, a notable Jewish politician, young Jewish politician, a pronoun millennial, as they say, um, the senior senator from Georgia, who now uh, uh, is sort of right on the top of, of things young Jewish adults like.
0: That's true. I mean, I certainly do see uh, thirsty tweets about him from Jewish women I follow or, and or Jewish men. Um, <laughs> I guess this is more support, Gabe, for your theory that Ultimate Frisbee is the most Jewish of all the uh, sports
1: I think so. It's up there. You know, given that the the right now, the best ultimate players in the world, you know, sort of of all time are guys named Brody Smith and Bo Kitteridge. It's not really all that Jewish at the highest level. Uh, But we got we have guys like uh, Senator Ossoff, who are sort of the famous ultimate players and movie producer Joel Silver. Those are the famous ultimate players. We'll have to uh, uh, chat with Jody Avergan, former guest and friend of the pod about that.
0: Well, maybe that'll lead the, uh, you know, a change in Congress as there's more millennials elected. It, you know, it won't be like the congressional softball game. <laughs> It'll be the congressional of, ultimate game. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that happening. Why not? I'm sure they, I'm sure there's other sports that are, you know, they, they play uh, basketball at the Supreme Court. Like uh, there, there's, a, there's a basketball court at the Supreme Court. Yeah. The highest, the highest court in the land, as they, as they call it. I, and, it's, uh, I,
1: the ultimate game will be really, really great until like Mitch McConnell or some other 95 year old dinosaur tears his ACL
0: on the first step. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that that it would have to be restricted to just millennials for the future. It's it's a you know it's a physical game and, and oh I've uh, seen some horrifying gnarly injuries.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I feel like that's because you mostly play on turf, right? Like I feel yeah. like the, the games at the varsity or whatever are like I, I not did on play, grass. To be, I did uh, once to be play on.
1: in a a uh, game on grass at like the, a beautiful field in town. You know, gorgeously manicured, where a guy both dislocated and broke his ankle in the same move. Oh, um, uh. And, uh, you know, it's that sort of the, the Jewish story where somebody
0: says, is anybody a doctor here? And like everyone rushes up. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking, of, speaking of Jewish uh, sports teams, I'm going to segue here. Um, I should say that we, we have an interesting interview coming up with uh, Andrew Exler, who's the director of content and strategy for Lost Tribe Esports. Um, we, You know, very interesting conversation with, with him about this organization that's sort of trying to create a online Jewish community of sorts.
1: We don't talk a lot about esports on this show, you know, there aren't a lot of notable Jewish video game characters, but there are a lot of notable, you know, Jewish video game fans and content creators. And uh, Lost Tribe is sort of attempting to bridge the gap uh, lost sort of in the changing demographics of the Jewish youth group story, Um, sort of creating an online and uh, started with game focused. And as Andrew will tell you, it's sort of expanded uh, a place for Jewish youth to, to meet and connect online Essentially all over the world.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. Not something that necessarily you and I know about. Although you play, uh, do you play any online games? Do you play like FIFA and stuff? Or, or, or no, M- not really. NBA, I, NBA 2K? I'm too afraid of, of
1: children insulting my family. Hmm. Uh, no, I, I have played barely online. I play with friends. Like I'll play 2K with a friend. Or you know, like a, a some sort of samurai game with a friend, but I I'm not. It's not like I'm going on the servers and like looking for trash
0: talk. Right. Yeah. The only the only video game I play is Civilization, which is um, there is a multiplayer mode, but it is really just like being by yourself playing playing uh, a game solo. And uh, are there trying any to of conquer the, the world? Any Although of Mark the- Mark Zuckerberg uh, notable notable Jew Mark Zuckerberg is a huge Civilization fan. Are there any like Jewish
1: characters in Civ? I know you can be like Gandhi or Lincoln or whatever, but is there like- it,
0: it, Interesting question. So none of the leaders that have been in any of the games, I think to my knowledge are Jewish. because mostly world leaders. Israel has never been a civilization that's been included. Um, Jerusalem has been a city state that's been in the games, but you can't really play as it. You can interact with it. The only thing that there has been is that there's um, in the last couple of iterations of the game, there's great people who you can gain through different things. So like there's, you can gain a great scientist or great artist or something like that. So um, someone like Einstein has been in, in the game as a great scientist, but it's just sort of like a placeholder name. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, you can found uh, Judaism as a religion in at least the last three games. Interesting. Um, it sort of models the... Uh, you know, it models the civilization itself, but uh, not a lot of Jewish content altogether. The, the creator's name is Sid Meier. I don't think he's Jewish, but but uh, Mike Jacobs, uh, all star video game creator.
1: Absolutely. Sidney K. Meier is not Jewish, unfortunately. I feel like men named Sidney, you know, that's like a real old school Jewish name.
0: Well, it's Meier, um, M-E-I-E-R. So I feel like that's the, the less Jewish. Uh, right,
1: of course. But he is he is Canadian. So it would have been a close Canadian Jewish news.
0: Is he? I thought he was from Sarnia, Ontario. Oh, from uh, Born and Sarnia. Wow. How about so that?
1: So something uh you know we get to in the in the interview and, and something we can debate here is that we're wondering, do you can you think of any notable, notably famous Jewish video game characters? You know, we get to Smash Brothers in the interview and and debate Donkey Kong a little bit, but I'm you know, I I did some research after that we spoke and, and found out that the main character
0: of Wolfenstein is
1: Jewish. You're an American oh, that's soldier good. killing Nazis. That's um, good.
0: Aside from that, yeah, not many. I mean, um maybe Wario, you know, he's sort of swarthy and stout. but I, I thought he was Italian. No, because Mario is Italian. Yeah, Wario but, is his is his reflection. He's no, like uh something. Wario and
1: Waluigi are brothers who are Mario and Luigi's cousin. No, he's Swiss. He's got a little French
0: in him. He's like you know he's evil Italian, aka the Swiss. The Swiss, um, as Robin Williams called them, the good Nazis. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I mean, I, we talked about you know adaptation characters like Krusty in, in a Simpsons game doesn't really count. So I don't know that there's any video Jewish video game characters who it's like it's really important to the story. You know, I can't really think of the, there being that many Jewish video games. I, I'm sure there's lots of Jews involved in all parts of uh, you know video game development, design, stories, and stuff like that, but. It, it, it's not like they've done an Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, the Maccabees kind of thing. Like our, We have not featured in, in, the, in the video right. game world so much.
1: Of course. Our, our producer, Michael, has sent us a list. Apparently, there is, uh, not surprisingly, a Jewish lawyer in the Grand Theft Auto series.
0: Um, oh, yeah, sure. Right. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. As well, uh, there is a, uh, apparently, Solid Snake of, of Metal Gear Solid has had a Jewish girlfriend, Ah. by the name of merrill silverberg um nice i suppose him. i was about to say i guess that that like tevye lipschitz was a little too obvious so they went with merrill silverberg
0: i guess something like grand theft auto is probably the best the best possibility because you know they've done um, games in a fictionalized miami and a fictionalized los angeles so new york, you know too. yeah fictionalized new york so it makes sense that there must be some fictional jews that have that have popped up in some of those games
1: Uh, You know, looking through the Smash Brothers roster, who's definitely not Jewish, there's ice climbers.
0: And I don't know if there's ever been a Jew who's
1: climbed a big enough, you know, ice shelf to be an ice climber.
0: That's interesting. I mean, most of the characters, I I think, live in a world where there isn't religion, right? Like the. There's monarchism, though. They're all there. They all do live in, in a kingdom, the Mushroom Kingdom. Bowser's got a quite Jewish, you know, a somewhat Jewish name, I think. So. Did, so
1: the for a long time the president in Nintendo's name was actually Bowser. You know, right. given our proclivity for the boardroom, I wonder if he was actually Jewish.
0: Good question. I I, I guess uh, th- this is something to look in look into in the future. We'll have to see if we can get some hard <laughs> data on. You know, maybe Ken and Ryu are are secretly Jews or something. Secretly like. Jews. Exactly. You
1: think about Lucario or like I know that you can throw the Pokeball and Mr. Mime comes out. Mr. Mime's probably Jewish. Like he's an entertainer.
0: He is sort of based on like a vaudeville era clown i think right yeah well I, I think that'll give us something to chew on chew on in the future but uh for now let's get to our interview with andrew uh, we're here with andrew exler the director of content and strategy for lost tribe esports andrew how's it going it's going great how about yourselves all good uh very nice to have you here we, we hear you're calling in from pittsburgh I am best city in North America according mm. to you guys. I love it. Yeah,
1: great great city Pittsburgh. I've we are actually the second Pittsburgher Ginzer we've had on the show um right after had, Jonathan Mayo. We had Jonathan Mayo from mlb.com who talked a lot about great Pitt, Pittsburgh and I actually have been to a Pittsburgh Pirates Jewish Heritage Night totally by coincidence. No, oh, I yeah, yeah, um, I know the guy who runs
2: the whole thing there. There you go. Is he of so of course oh, i yeah. do of course you do
1: yeah exactly i'm surprised you weren't in the temple sinai choir singing yeah, the national anthem funny.
2: unfortunately uh, these interviews
0: tend to uh, degrade into jewish geography faster and faster every uh, episode I, I could play it all night <laughs> uh so andrew um tell us a little bit about what uh, lost tribe esports is and uh how it got started how you got interested in it uh and what the what the company does
2: sure um so I, i'll try and kind of keep it on the timeline so lost tribe's a I guess, was technically founded in 2017, 2018 um, by our CEO, Lenny Silverman, also a fellow Pittsburgher. He, he was kind of a mentor of mine growing up. Um, the long story short of Lost Tribe, we are a nonprofit Jewish organization. We started as Lost Tribe Esports, really focused on Jewish teen engagement. There was a study a few years ago um, that found that 80% of Jewish Youth become disengaged in Jewish life after their bar, but bar but mitzvah years. So we've got eighty percent disengaged, twenty percent engaged. You know that twenty percent are the ones going to summer camp, the ones in their youth groups, the one going to day school. What about that eighty percent? What is the reason there's an eighty percent? Is it because they are just like athletes, or they're in theater and they're busy, or just they want nothing to do with the Judaism? So Lenny basically took it upon himself, with a lot of other work that he's done, to say, how do I? re-engage that 80%. And his story's funny because he'll be the first to tell you he doesn't care about esports. But the community that's built within esports is what it really gets him. And he was with uh his family a couple years ago and one of the kids was in the house on, on his headphones playing Xbox one day, talking to somebody and Lenny couldn't grasp like who he could be talking to while playing a video game. Uh-huh gets off and starts telling him how you can play on Xbox Live or whatever it is, and you can go back and forth. And Lenny asked him, like, would that be something you would want to do if it was like with your Jewish friends, your camp friends? And he thought it was like, yeah, I I would love to be able to interact with my camp friends basically year round. So that's kind of where Lost Tribe was born. Um, We knew there is now a way to engage, one, just engage Jewish people virtually from the comfort of their own home. 24-7, whether you're sitting in Sydney, Australia or Seattle, Washington, you can be uh, connected there. And part two is it's just very low barrier. Um, You don't have to sign up. You don't have to go to the JCC. You don't have to go to summer camp. You can be on your couch or in your bedroom and be able to participate. So for us, um, it's been a really low barrier way to engage Jewish teens all around the world. And we've been able to do it. Um, And I'm sure we can talk a little bit more of how we've engaged that 20%, that love the Jewish content and the ones who might have otherwise run away from Jewish content. I was one of those uh, when I was a kid, so I can talk all about it.
0: Sure. I mean, I think we probably had periods of that ourselves, and and you know have come back towards uh, Jewish community in some ways. Um, I think Gabe and I are probably of an age that you know just on the cusp of uh, being able to understand online gaming and and that sort of thing. But for maybe our older audience, let's say, can you can you talk a little bit about? You know, what is eSports? I, I mean, aside from just being, you know, video games online, what is it? You know, how is there a community around it these days? Um, how, do people, how are people interacting online around uh, around eSports?
2: I think we know so, what, what Fortnite is, but beyond that, we're a little lost. Nice. Um, so eSports, I, I mean, the, the simple way to, to, to say it is it's competitive video game play. And it can be any video game. It could be your sports games, your shooter games, your action games, whatever it is. Um, And it started as once these consoles over the last 10-15 years um, became so much more advanced than they have been where I can now sit at home I can connect to internet on my Xbox I connect with my best friend in Chicago and I can hop on with him and play against him one on one casually but now there are teams equivalent to Major League Baseball. NFL NBA there are professional leagues for each video game where it is competitive play there are tickets there are arenas you're showing up you're supporting you're watching players Um, in the way that Lenny really talks about it for Lost Tribe is you think back to the days of when after after school kids go to basketball practice soccer practice what about that one kid who just kind of plays video games he's not that physically athletic so he goes home and he plays video games now, because of esports and the way the industry has changed, it's, kids are going to basketball practice, kids are going to baseball practice, kids are going to esports practice. And now it's building a community of the same camaraderie, team, sportsmanship, comp- competition. Um, and we've really taken the, the approach of making it cool, fun, competitive, social, and then Jewish. And, and we make right. sure to, to really build it in, in a way that's comfortable for everybody. So, so the, sorry, go ahead, John.
0: No, I was going
1: to say, are you focused primarily on teens, or, or is there a graduation type of uh, Lost Tribe, or are you guys looking to send you know somebody to the global StarCraft League one day as a as a Lost Tribe graduate?
2: Sure. So so it's a great question. And when we started, we were Lost Tribe esports. We still are. We have morphed more into this lifestyle brand where, honestly, eSports is just a component of now what we do. We do a lot more. We have content networks. We, we do shows. We do Jewish. We do all these different things. Um, right now, our target is 13 to 17-year-olds, but we do have an 18-plus space. We, we're on Discord, which is a communication channel app. If anyone uses Slack for business, it's pretty much that for gamers where you can communicate. We have 18 and older channels. We, we've worked with API fraternity specifically in the past on uh, private events and tournaments for them and in the fall we're planning on continuing uh, to target the older space as well there this is not lost tribe is not a youth group it's not a camp it's once you're a part of it you can be part of it forever. And,
0: and I understand you guys have partnered with the uh, with Maccabi games even to sort of introduce esports as a, as a
2: component of that. Correct. Yeah. But unfortunately, the pandemic canceled the games uh, this past summer, but we lost Rob was going to be leading the way on esports competitive games happening uh, as a metal sport.
0: Yeah. So it's very interesting. It sounds like, you know, the Judaism or the Jewish aspect of this is not like at the forefront necessarily, but in the same way that, you know, um, you know, probably thousands or millions of people who played on a JCC uh, rec league team or something like that, um, you know, that is just sort of a way to, get a community of jews together and i, and I take it you know you're, you're based out of pittsburgh but based on what you're saying it sounds like you know there's people all around the country who, who can log in and play together simultaneously um or, or around the world even you know I, time zones pending
2: exactly i mean we we've got our, our feet on the ground in israel and, and in argentina right now um, on our discord channel we have an english channel a hebrew channel a spanish channel and they're all active all hours of the day so i that's a, a- Great point. I was, you know, leads me into my next question is, where
1: are you guys all over the world? Like, do you have, are you limited to those three countries or are you in other places and or um, are the games, like, do they play, you said they might play in different languages. Do they all play the same games or do different people play different games all over the world or do even Jewish kids play different games than, you know, the
2: top charts? Sure. And it's so interesting because like once I started really working with Lost Drop, I learned that like Xbox is very, a very North America console. Everybody else has PlayStation all around the world. Oh, really? so, so we were partnered with BBYO a year and a half ago at their international convention where they bring in 3000 plus teens from around the world. And we have this massive like 40 console sports, esports arena set up. And it, it's so interesting how the international teens are coming in and they're really sticking to the Playstations. They're playing FIFA where all the American kids are playing Madden or they're playing super smash bros on Nintendo switches. Um, but for the most part, I, I mean, they all play everything. I mean, teens are teens, especially like Gen Z is really who we target. We don't even say like teens. We, we really are focusing on Gen Z and they scare the crap out of me, but they also impress the heck out of me because, um, they are just such a unique generation as I've started to get familiar. And I'm a millennial, um, but the way that they interact on these Discord channels and they want to talk to and just become friends, it's not just about gaming. We have channels where they're talking about sports or music or movies, just talking and they're making friends. And that, I
1: mean, these are kids who have spent their whole lives on the internet. I mean, I'm Jamie and I are both in our early 30s. Like I remember when you had to seek out people or, you know, you, you had MSN or ICQ or AIM, or that's how you talk to people. Yep. And it was only people you knew, meeting yep. strangers through some common thing on the internet was was weird and scary but i think it's you know you guys are lucky that you provide a a place where you have a generation that is very very into
2: that exactly i mean it's it's so beautiful because i mean for me like i saying before we we started is like, I was not a gamer growing up. Um, I I was a sport management uh, grad in college. I mean, I loved working in sports. I understood the esports industry and really how valuable it is. But what really got me in the esports industry is the community aspect of esports, how you can really come together and how inclusive it is. You do not have to be the most physical specimen in the world to be the best Madden player. Uh, And that's what makes it so unique. There was a commercial a few years ago, a Microsoft commercial that was all about their accessibility, controllers, um, regardless, I mean, whether if you're in a wheelchair or if you, if you, you are missing certain limbs, it, whatever you do, they've been able to accommodate it, um, and make it okay for any to anybody to be able to play. So for us being able to lean into that community aspect that anybody can play, if you're introverted, you do not have to come to a convention with 5,000 people. You can stay home and you can still participate and we'll find ways to give you leadership and learning opportunities.
0: And, you know, I guess, the, I, I guess the pandemic has brought some of that into sharper focus because, uh, you know, as we're unable to gather in the, in the ways that we used to, especially, you know, Jewish communities, I think, have, have always um, or have largely been about a physical gathering space uh, in the past. But this is, you know, the rare example of something that is just, you know, completely virtual and, and sort of sets the model for, for the way, you know, synagogues and other Jewish communities organizations have, have sort of had to go virtual uh, at a necessity the past year I, I I take it that's something you know we're gonna continue to see more and more of in the future uh, it's interesting to see uh, t- to see that you know for for youth who I think have a sort of second nature of being online right you know for you, you, some of the words you, you've been saying I, I'm from, I, I'm familiar with the idea of discord but I, I've never actually been on it and it's not like a, a second nature to me the way uh,
2: like Gabe mentioned ICQ would have been or something like that. The best comparison I can make for Discord is like you think about your local JCC teen lounge where the teens are hanging out. It's twenty four seven. I think right now we we've got almost three thousand people in our Discord, three thousand teen members, and at any time we we have around three to four hundred people active all times of the, times of the day. Um, they're talking, they're hanging out, and I mean that's that community that we're building. The wow. pandemic, while we like carefully talk about it, the pandemic was very interesting for the esports world because we don't want to say we benefited from it but i think the world started to respect esports because mm-hmm. of the pandemic people started to respect the virtual nature of life it went from screens are bad to we need screens and we need zoom and we need all this to really be able to get by with our daily life so we've been able to actually provide a sense of normal to a lot of people while they were struggling and they couldn't leave their houses even if you remember you know the first i'm thinking of the first sports that aired you know pre a
1: year ago this week or next week, you know, you had a virtual F1 race that was on ESPN or, you know, virtual NASCAR that was on a few weeks at a time. And and it sort of shows part of the changing face. But I want to go back to the the youth group mention uh, that you had earlier. And, you know, I was a camp guy. Jamie was a camp guy. Were you a camp guy? Oh,
2: yeah. 16 summers.
1: There you go. Exactly. So you were a real camp guy. Um, but I was also a youth group guy, you know, a lot of my friends were from and I'm, I I'm curious to know how this either replaces or complements that traditional sort of
2: shul youth group uh, community. Sure. So I mean, the best thing for us is we are partnered with every JCC in North America, we're partnered with all of the major youth groups, a ton of summer camps, because we do become a complement to them. We're not trying to compete and take kids. And I, I, I spent five years working for BBYO before I started working for Lost Tribe. So very familiar coming from that world. Um, we, I mean, we partner with BBYO. We offer programming opportunities. We create- I, I was a
1: nifty kid. So no, no hate, but-
2: No, no hard feelings. <laughs> I loved working with Nifty when I was here, working here in Pittsburgh, um, like Minecraft, which is like a, a virtual space where you can build your, build, build your own worlds. We work with summer camps, and we literally model summer camps in Minecraft, especially summer 2020 when oh, camp, wow. when camp was canceled. We we've hired we hired people to build exact models That's of camp, fantastic. and then you have Minecraft on one side of the screen and a Zoom call on the other, and the campers are in there. They're going to their amphitheater for Shabbat services on a Zoom call. They're going and playing archery that we we're able to set up in Minecraft. Um, we we work with a lot of the youth groups to try and provide programming because ultimately for us, if we get a kid who finds their life of Judaism through Lost Tribe suddenly, and all of a sudden they meet some one of their friends from BBYO in our Discord channel where they're talking, and all of a sudden it gets them to go to a BBYO convention and go meet in person for the first time. I mean, that's the biggest win as possible. If we're taking an 80 percenter and actually we're making that 20 percent into 22 or 25 percent, that's really our goal right now. That's great. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I know this is a this is an, an, isn't a visual medium, but I, I see some memorabilia behind you. Uh, is that a Lost Tribe uh, jersey? Is it, is it a, the jersey for people competing in in some of the
2: teams? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the first Lost Tribe jersey that we that we've designed. We we currently don't have an official Lost Tribe team. That's kind of next in the works, um, mm-hmm. but we do have a, an awesome apparel store. We work with Meta Threads, who is one of the providers for a lot of the esports teams and uh, have it, created Lost rub jerseys. It's kind of hard to tell, but it's a there's a Jewish star that kind of goes around the outside oh, nice. of it.
0: Uh huh. Is is there a particular uh a particular game that you think there might be a, t-
2: a Lost Sports team in in the future? Uh, any any plans mm-hmm. for that? Is, so, it, is it... So we're, we have a lot. We're all over the place in the games that a lot of our kids play. I think Rocket League is probably the most popular right now because it kind mm-hmm. of. Ties in the sporty game, but it's also like a racing game. It's very, very interesting for me. It also um, just went free. So I'm not saying
1: yeah. like that's like re- a really big news for the esports world.
2: Yeah. Rocket League, Fortnite is huge. Super Smash Bros has always been massive. Um, and like for me, like the games I did play growing up were the sports games. Those are actually kind of our least popular. Like we don't get sure. a lot of people coming for Madden or NBA or NHL. We, there's definitely that demographic. But Fortnite, Rocket League, Valorant is huge for us as well. I don't even think, know that last one.
1: <laughs> do you think any of the Smash Bros are Jewish? If you were to pick one Super Smash Brothers character who was oh, interesting
2: question was Jewish, who would it be? <laughs> uh, I feel like Yoshi might, might be. I don't know. Yoshi. I,
1: yeah. I feel like. like uh, uh, the wall. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Star Fox and Falco have a bit of a <laughs> sort of like Rogue Han Solo esque
2: Jewish vibe. Yeah. Um, might might have converted.
0: Yeah. Donkey Kong might have <laughs>
2: converted. That's true. It's uh, interesting. I, I
0: don't. I don't know that there are many canonically Jewish uh, video game characters. I mean, I'm sure there must be some at this point. Um, aside from like adaptations and things like that, I, I, I'd be curious how many canonically Jewish uh, video game. Characters. You know, you can play as Team Israel in FIFA. I guess that's that's about the closest thing. Yeah. I think that
1: might be character. really the only biggest one. I, I there is. I mean, like Simpsons games have Krusty the Clown. x exactly. Men game yeah. where you can be Magneto. If there's like a, a Batman game with uh, Harley Quinn, those are really the only like the biggest Jewish, but they're all other media that yeah. ju- that that gets turned into.
2: I guess on Fortnite you can like buy a skin so we can all be like Julian Edelman.
0: Ah, oh, cool. Right. I
2: guess I guess we can like dress up as Hammer like Nate Ebner.
0: Yes, that's cool. That's true. I guess a few characters in, in Madden as well, or some of the sports games. But aside from that, I mean, I take it there's no there's no particularly. Um, I don't know Jewish scale like there, there's no game that Jews t- tend to excel at but it's nice to see that there's a you know a wide range of things that that you guys are supporting and, and encouraging people to make a community around Absolutely. you know why not why not have a Jewish fortnight why not have a Jewish Minecraft and, and, and that story about camp is, is really that's really cool I mean I would have loved that last summer um, oh yeah if I, if I if I was still going to camp to, to be able to interact virtually um minecraft especially which is a game i've never played but like i'm sort of mystified by minecraft seems like the kind of thing like if i started playing it playing it i think i would i like they'd find me they'd find me two weeks later in my base it's one of those games where
2: where it's 8 p.m and then all of a sudden it's four in the morning yeah
0: but uh it's amazing that you can really create the the virtual uh the virtual facsimile of the physical space
1: i sort of (laughs) want to get back to to your next step so you're saying that coming soon is going to be the, you're, you're looking to, you're continuing to partner with Tanei Brith, you're continuing to partner with uh, other Jewish organizations, the JCC, and you're looking to start a a team. What is next for Lost Tribe on the sort of the five-year horizon?
2: Sure. So, so our big focus right now is we kind of tra- turn into this lifestyle brand where, because there are a lot of Jewish people in that 80% who definitely don't play video games, and, or they might be totally turned off by then. So how can we, continue to create other opportunities? How how can we engage a more female-identifying demographic as well? Um, So uh, early March, we launched what we now call the Lost Tribe Content Creator Network. Essentially, we know, like we were saying at the beginning of this, there are a lot of Jewish content creators out there, whether they're podcast hosts or they're streamers on Twitch or they're just general influencers or they're comedians. What can Lost Tribe do to engage them in our world, create a new podcast for them, get them on our Twitch streams? to help reach their audience that we might not already be, be reaching. Um, so for us, we, we brought a, a young woman on named Libby Walker. She goes by Cheryl Cohen is kind of her stick she does on TikTok. She's got 20,000 plus followers on there. She just does this Jewish mom thing. And we re- reached out to her and said, we, we might have an opportunity to try and engage a, a female identifying demographic and also get some comedy into what we're doing. We launched uh, a podcast with her called Jewish Mom Approved. we were three episodes in. She's interviewed three different Jewish content creators or influencers, people Jewish people who are out there doing very cool things in the world, um, because we want to engage people in the easiest way possible. Um, for me, like I said, I mean, I purposely got kicked out of Sunday school after my bar mitzvah, so I didn't have to go back. Uh, ever again. And that's just because like I went to Jewish summer camp, I played in the JCC basketball league, that was enough for me. Um, And I know there's a lot of people out there like myself who just don't necessarily want to engage in like the deep Jewish content or the Jewish ritual. And I, and that's okay. Um, And and there's a lot of people out there who say that's not okay. And that's why (laughs) there's now an 80%. Um, So we've created a content creator network, we have really leaned into our social media to try and make it funny, let people engage with us if they want to engage with Jewish life because they listen to one Jewish podcast host um, because they think she's funny and that's what they're doing. That's a win for us. We don't want to force you into doing anything, but we know we're engaging you. Um, The best example I have is during Hanukkah last December, we did eight nights of giveaways uh, on our Twitch streams where great. That was right around when the new Xbox and the new PlayStation came out that were impossible to get. And we gave away an Xbox, but at the end of every stream, before we would announce the winners of these big prizes, we would lighten the menorah, do the Hanukkah blessings, whatever it was. And we had thousand plus people watching these streams. After Hanukkah, we sent out a survey and learned that like a couple hundred people said they would have not have otherwise celebrated Hanukkah except unless they were watching our stream. So we know we're reaching the people and we're trying to make it cool, fun, competitive, social and Jewish.
0: That's great. You know, this is a really great story. I mean, I think this is sort of the uh, the future of, of Jewish community engagement in the 21st century. Um, Andrew, I think, I think we're going to end it there. Um, but thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I think the best place for people to, to get involved with Lost Tribe is, is at your website, losttribesports.org. Um, it seems like you guys are on a lot of social media, so people can find you there. Um, I, I have to give you guys kudos
1: for
2: your TikTok. It is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, excellent TikTok content. Thank you. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with it. TikTok has been one I've been teaching myself over the last eight months, and it is so much fun to watch our whole team on there every day.
1: Oh yeah, I've uh, I got to start
2: a TikTok for our show. It's it's on the to do list. Hundred percent. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, and please, everybody, check out Lost Tribe Esports. Tell your kids to. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Well,
1: thanks a lot to uh, Andrew for joining us from Lost Tribe Esports. I can say that if that was around uh, when I was a kid, it would have been even harder for my parents to get me to go to Hebrew school.
0: (laughs) You know, I think as someone who similarly, you know, I went to day school and then stopped going when I was when I went to high school and like didn't have a lot of connection to Judaism, I guess, after, after that, at least until university, that's something that would have brought me in. I would have been definitely interested in that as a, as a, as a waste youth <laughs> back in, back in those days, if it, if it had existed at that time.
1: Totally. And I, I mentioned in the interview, I was even a youth group kid. You know, I liked right.
0: the trips. I liked the
1: friends. I liked the the scene and, and we had good friends. I still see a lot of them, um, but it's not, it's actually, I still see one of them, but it's still not like, I bet it w- I would have been more into it if it was a little more like into my interests because it was still somewhat of a pain. Um, yeah.
0: And for but, all the you know, kids who are playing video games online, this is a great way to, to get them all together.
1: I also, you know, as a recent parent, I think like these are the sort of innovations that I think I will be able to use to compromise with my child when they don't want to leave the house and play video. Like, okay, like how many parents are saying like, fine, you know, uh, uh, Ben, you can play Fortnite all night, but like, can you please do it with your Jewish
0: friends? i think that i think that's probably goes into the calculus and you know it's weird enough that like people are doing things online but like if you hear like who are you playing with right now it's just like oh you know just some random people i never met it's much more nebulous than yeah you know these kids i went to camp with or these kids i went to hebrew day school with or something like that totally but imagine if you said your parents oh some
1: random kid but he's from argentina and he's jewish that that would like my parents would
0: have been like oh that's good. You, you. They're talking. They're friends. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a great. That's a good. That's a great point. Um, I think we should probably uh leave it around there for now. Yeah. Um, as always, you can uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can follow uh, all things CJN on Facebook and at this at the CJN Lounge, and you can keep uh, abreast to what's going on with the CJN at uh, cjnews.com, uh, which has now moved to the cjn.ca. Uh you can follow us uh the Menschwarmers, warmers on Twitter uh at Menschwarmers, warmers and uh we'll see you next time. As soon as we get that TikTok up uh, uh we'll tell you all.
1: Uh, please enjoy the new season of Schissel which has just been released. Uh as well uh we now know, we now realized, our producer Mike has told us that you can create a me and put it in Smash Brothers on the Nintendo system. So that would be the most Jewish character, uh, would be us, yourself. You could put yourself in the game. Um, and I'll leave that from from me to you and from Jamie and everyone here at the Armors, Thanks to our producer Michael and the CJN. Uh, have a wonderful week. <music>